Listeners, we got a new episode this week, and actually with own original content this week. We're done with the last dance because we finally heard some wonderful, wonderful news. We have Jade, and then we have our great guest that's stepping in today for us, Ryan. Do you have anything to plug right away? Introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, my name is Ryan Hicks. Uh, I've just started working with Belly Up, and I am currently finishing up a series of mine on fantasy football called Ceilings and Floors, where I'm going over the best case scenario, worst case scenario for all the skill position players. We've got a draft uh, manifesto coming up soon. And then I'm really excited for basketball to start back up so I can start writing about stuff that, you know, I'm, I think we're all ready for basketball. Exactly. <laughs> I think so that actually segues to first question. I'll just start off with you then. Uh, when you first heard that basketball like they set a date of july 1st and they're gonna set they're gonna make sure for sure about this next thursday when you heard july 1st what was the july 31st july 31st yes july 31st thank you jay yeah (laughs) Yeah, i thought i was crazy there for a second yeah yeah july 31st (laughs) so when you heard adam silver say july 31st and not taylor's first um what was the initial reaction of hearing a set date Oh, I like that we're messaging him on Slack right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. There's like, did you see like the flash before it stopped? Yeah, I did too. Okay. And I thought it was just the reflection of the sun on my computer. I don't think it was. Because I have no windows behind me. <laughs> okay. Um, how about we end the call and we just start a new one again? That might be a good idea. Yeah, we'll just do that. What was your initial reaction hearing an actual date of the of July 31st of basketball starting. Well, I was excited about the fact that they were trying to put something down on paper for fans to look forward to. But I think that setting a date as early as they did for as far in advance as they did probably was just them trying to be safe and make sure that people know basketball is coming back. But I think, I hope that that date can be flexible based on all of the data we're getting, when we're going to be able to do stuff, uh, I mean, I love that there's a date because at least fans have something to look forward to, but I don't want them to make that set in stone because if it looks like we can go earlier, I see no reason span, uh, sports fans are starving for content right now. Basketball really could take advantage of this and really corner a part of the market that maybe we don't have basketball fans and they just want sports and there's none right now. So basketball could really fill a huge role in people's lives as far as sports goes if they're willing and able to be open to opening when it makes the most sense. 
I love July 31st as a date that we're going to be trying to be open by. Mm-hmm. But if everything looks like it could go earlier, I hope the NBA is flexible enough to say, all right, we're going to move it up a week. Because obviously the players need time to get back in the swing oh, of yeah, things. We're going to see some chunky players. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're see some dough boys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jokic. Gonna be extra dope. Extra, <laughs> you're gonna be able to poke him, and it's just gonna like suck in and just. <laughs> He's a professional athlete; he can take that. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what was your what was your thought? Uh, it was really nice to have like a less vague number, like an actual. I can mark this on the calendar and like count down days to look forward to. In terms of starting earlier, I don't see that happening um, because the way I understand it is that if July 31st is a resumption of NBA play, that means we've got two weeks in quarantine wherever they end up going. And it means we've got a week to two weeks of individual training camp and then um, a week or two of official training camp. So I think... If we think of the 31st as being a bit far out, we have to remember all the stuff that has to happen before games actually resume. Got it. Okay, so there's there's a, there's a build up to it. That's a why yeah. there's the that's why there's the two month difference. Got it. Okay. Well, it's always good to have that knowledge then going in with it. Uh, but say it does start actually, Jade. Will this be the most excited you've been for the NBA to come back ever? Ah, uh, no. Only because the Raptors came into the season as champs for the first time ever. So the and you guys ruined the season. This... Toronto ruined a sporting <laughs> season again. You leave a bad taste in your voice. Listen, like you you're... can't blame COVID on Toronto. That was China's no, no, yeah, That's very I'm true. I'm not taking any of that. I'm not taking. No, 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 no. no. That's very true. No. I say this joke. I say, but, um, but really, you weren't. Like, oh my gosh, finally, just because I haven't had it so long, it was going to weigh from me. I have you my know what I think way it back. Is? I think I'm at a point where it's like when basketball is actually on my TV, I'll believe it and I'll be excited then. But because it's so far out and like, honestly, the Don't level of uncertainty, like you hope when they say July 31st, we're going to be able to go. And I'm sure Adam Silver um, has considered the fact that Like he even said, we don't want to be in a position where we're able to start and then have to stop again, right? So um, I think for me, it's just like, like once it starts to be like the day before or like the players, like when there's announcement, like all the players have arrived in in Orlando, that's when it's going to be like, okay, I can, I can lean into this now. Are they all going to have Mickey Mouse ears on? Can we just have a mob of giant six foot eight? guys walking down magic kingdom street with just mickey mouse ears on see robin lopez with his sideshow bob hair popping up with little ears out there (laughs) that's the new cover photo for the nba's facebook page right there he would love that all the all nba players with mickey mouse ears on (laughs) make that banksy paint that right okay well so Ryan, how about you? How is this the most excited you had been for basketball coming back? I think there's a solid argument for yes, just because where we cut out. Uh, being a Spurs fan, I was looking forward to the inevitable late run to try to make the playoffs. Um, this has been a kind of confusing season for me as far as I'm not used to not making the playoffs. So I have been really. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Timberwolves fan. So That's what I mean. I, I, I'm, I'm 
checking my privilege right now because I'm a Spurs fan. I'm a Spurs fan, and I have Spurs privilege. Since '97, we haven't missed the playoffs. Oh, so I that's a good I'm one. A different world than most <laughs> basketball fans are. But I knew the inevitable run was coming. This is always one of the more exciting times of the year for basketball. So to get it restarted would be a big deal for me. And that's why, yeah, I do have a lot of excitement building because baseball is supposed to be kind of kicking into gear right now, and it's not. And, uh, you know, thankfully, basketball, it does look like it is coming back. So I think the – yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Just overall – okay, awesome. Well, so now let's, let's break down – we're going to break down some of the things that – that we're going to be going down with the season coming back. So they had a huge meeting, boardroom meeting with GMs giving their takes on it. So right now it's looking 53% of the GMs just say, go straight to the playoffs. 27 say, Hey, let's continue with a couple more games with it. Um, right. Would you just, prefer, would you just prefer them just going straight into the playoffs or have a little bit of a regular seed still? No way, man. And it's not just because the Spurs wouldn't make it. A lot of that has to do with, okay, if, you're, if you've got a team like the Clippers and you have Kawhi and you're game managing him and you know this few games are going to be happening, you might change the way you manage his playing time a la you're trying to sit him on games you know you're going to win because you have a shorter window of time to commit or to uh, qualify for the playoffs, especially the seeding. So I think that if teams were to know beforehand that the season was going to be shortened, they might attack the season in a different way rather than a team trying to build up for their run later on, they kind of got prematurely removed from that, uh, especially guys like, again, Kawhi is the best example I can think about for they're managing his minutes and they're managing his games, and maybe he doesn't sit out against better teams. Maybe they make sure that he's going to sit out against the, uh, the the bottom feeders that are in the league right now, rather yeah. than a team that's going to be a competition for the seeding in the playoffs I think it changes the way you operate as the season goes on. Oh, okay. Uh, Jay, do you like the idea of just going straight into the playoffs, not doing no uh, little dance and jig going into the playoffs? No, I also like the idea of playing some games leading up to it, um, partially because the end of the season is a ramp up to the playoffs. Right. And having had that break going straight into the playoffs, I feel like is just not going to feel right for lack of a better explanation. Like it just doesn't feel right to have this big pause, have no more games and then be in playoffs. Mm. Um, and the other the other reason I don't particularly like it is because that Western Conference race for that eight spot was not a given for any of the teams. And I think it's unfair to the teams that might have made that push, like Ryan was talking about the Spurs, and there was a couple of other teams definitely Portland. within striking distance yeah. that I think deserve the chance to, to have a few games to see if they, can, if they can make a bit of a move. And also, more basketball is better. Like, True. I want as much as we can get in before we get to a finals. Yes, that's very true. But speaking of the teams that you were mentioning that could possibly get in, there is an idea that they have of doing what is playoffs plus. So I just think NBA is just ripping off Disney when it comes to just the Disney plus playoffs. plus. <laughs> so the general idea with that is it's going to be 2022 teams that are going to be involved. Um, Cause it's also going to include like the ninth, 10th, possibly the 11th seeded teams in the other conferences if they have a legitimate chance. 
Um, do you like that idea? Yeah, I do. I think it's I think it's the right balance between obviously we can't we're not going to finish all 82 games for all teams. The teams at the bottom are just worried about their lottery picks at this point. They don't want to play more games. I don't really blame them for that. Um, but it still it, it still provides fairness for those teams that might or might not have made the playoffs had the season gone like a regular season. <laughs> that is the most ironic thing to call what this past season has been the um but so uh Ryan what do you think about having this playoff plus like since you have you are a team that is affected by this automatically how does that give you hope for being like a oh we can keep this playoff run longer does that give you hope as a Spurs fan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, at this point, whatever situation they come up with, as long as basketball happens, I'm not going to be upset about it. Obviously, I have preferences as far as what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a resumption of the regular season in some capacity. My concern with the lower-seeded teams not playing, are the, are the players going to take a pay cut for not giving the product that they were being paid to deliver? Like a team that's a bottom feeder, um, are they really going to have their guys not play and still pay them the same salary they were expecting an 82-game season to deliver? Because they're not going to be getting the money from the games, from the advertising, from the stadium. So if those bottom-dwelling teams don't play, is it really realistic? I mean, I think that there's a, a reasonable argument to be had here. Why are we giving these guys these multimillion-dollar salaries when the product that we're looking to have is not going to be there. So do we prorate their salary just for the year? Do we, I mean, I mean, this is a complicated issue because Oh yes, I, this, it's unprecedented in a lot of ways. Um, I remember the 99th season with the strike and everything. I don't see, I didn't see contracts getting adjusted then. But if, if I'm, say I'm a superstar player, like for instance, I'm James Harden and I'm using my minutes and I'm putting in my career numbers and I'm getting paid for my performance. And then you're looking over at a guy who's just, not playing and he's still getting paid for not doing anything it's a i mean i don't think that nba stars necessarily are going to be upset about it because you know i think the nba players union is pretty there's a lot of solidarity there um and they were talking no pay cuts but i mean in reality the owner's bottom line is going to be affected if these teams don't play and that's the guys that are cutting the checks so if you're paying people not to work i'm not sure i mean especially in times like this when it just seems a weird uh, – I think every team has to play. Now, again, I'm really excited about the prospect of the teams that could qualify. Let's go – let's do some math and let's find out who really had a legitimate chance and then go in there. But does that affect the pay for players who are and are not playing? It's very strange. That's very, very good point there. But to go with what you were mentioning about the other teams that are making the playoffs, there has also been the idea of, okay, since you guys aren't going to be in the playoffs, we'll hold a separate tournament just for to decide the final draft order. Do you like that idea then at least so you can still see those other teams um, compete? I know that there is the idea of, say, there's a team that has a star. Say, Darren, Darren Fox from uh, Kings. doesn't Kings aren't going to be able to go into the playoffs. He doesn't want to be playing part of that draft tournament. Well, they got a young team where these are then players that can really show it could be almost a glorified summer league then. 
would you like that idea then? Something like that? With just the with the lower ranked teams having a tournament summer league esque kind of thing to set it up? I do think more basketball is better as a general statement. However, if they're just going to be sitting the stars, I mean, what are the rules going to be as far as resting players during this plan? Are, is the score going to be 11 to 12? Like, are they going to actually play? Check are, up. I know <laughs> you guys are really going to give it they their all, it. but are we going to actually see games that we want to watch or are fans of their own personal team just going to get to watch the young guys strut their stuff? Like you said, like a G League. And, I mean, can you – can you make the revenues off of G League games the same way you can NBA games? I don't know. I don't think the owners are going to really want that too much because their best guys are not going to feel like they need to play. And I don't blame them. And I don't blame fans for not tuning in when you're watching the bench players from all the worst teams in the league compete against each other for roster spots. And the best, I mean, are you really, would you really send out your studs if you're going for the number one pick? And look your fans in the eye and say you're doing everything you can to make your team better in the long term. Why would you play a guy like Fox or any team that's not going to play? I would just send out my bums, get destroyed, and we're looking at the number one draft pick next year. I think with the idea that I have been looking at, it's who wins the tournament. Ooh, it's who wins the tournament. It's not, oh, it's not going to, no, then it would be a big tank race. From what I've understood, it's, um, no, you, you have you to get play to pick. get that to get that pick. Yeah. The 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 championship for those teams is the first pick. So, so. my big my big concern with that too though, um, I deal with this actually a lot in, in fantasy about preventing tanking. And I don't think it rewards the worst teams with the best picks. Because now you're talking about the teams that got legitimately disqualified from the playoffs. And maybe you have a team that had some injuries early on. Now all those guys are back. They we're going to be good before and they're going to dominate these teams that they really don't belong in this conversation. I'll say for instance, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George missed a big chunk of the season. Well, now they're disqualified from the playoffs and now they go into this tournament with a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi with real incentive to win this thing and get the number one pick and create a super team on a rookie scale contract guy. I just, I think there's so many complications. I think the real the, the real life, the real life example is not the Clippers but the Warriors. Right. Yes, that is a much better example. They're the actual real example of what you're saying. Um, right. In fairness, we should say that this was this idea was not one proposed by the NBA. It was one that a writer was writing and said, "Hey, how's this? How about this idea?" I think it was from NBC Sports. Okay. Um, the thing I like about it is I hate. I don't like the idea that we reward mediocrity or less. In the That's how NBA. I shine, Jade. I <laughs> That's how I shine. <laughs> I know I am, better than that. Taylor. I am the I'm best right at mediocrity. I am the golden star <laughs> of mediocrity. <laughs> I've actually had this conversation with somebody that's more into, like, um, European football. And I would like to see the NBA go more in that direction in terms of lottery where – the worst three teams get demoted to a lower league, like the G League, and the top three G League teams get promoted to the NBA. So that there's motivation to not suck. Oh, that'd be delightful. <laughs> right? Minnesota is never going to be in the NBA again. Minnesota's never going to be in the playoffs either. So, like, it's not that big of an adjustment. I would rather them still be in the NBA. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Bottom three, though, like you've got to be worse than the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Cavaliers. We are. 
we're not worse than all of them. <laughs> yes, we are. Record-wise, we are. Really? Yeah. You were well, the local It was us. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> our defense, though, our defense, we hadn't had Cat for two-thirds of the Yeah. So, I mean, you guys get the first pick because Cat will go in there and dominate these bum teams. And then you guys have somehow the first pick. He's actually, his wrist is still healing from surgery. And he's a so-so. And he would still be rehabbing now anyway. So he still wouldn't be playing. We'd have D'Angelo Russell still balling out. But it would essentially be his situation where he was on war- the Warriors when he was there. I'm a really good player. And there's no one else here because my other major star was injured. If only like, you had Wiggins. <laughs> Rudy Gay. That's what he is. Great yeah, player. Actually, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I agree. Good player, but that's not number one overall pick. No way. All right, Mr. Moderator, we've gone down a rabbit hole. We got to get back on top. Right. That's right. That's right. You are. Jade <laughs> is the one gathering us into. Okay. Um, but so what? The they have another goal of having the season not end past October first. So what then? What Jade? What's that going to entail then for say? the off-season of it being how long are we going to be doing an off-season for is there a summer league or what is, is every timetable shortened are we going to see a preseason at all or what i think what most likely happens is that idea that's been kicked around for a while that we move the start of the nba season to december 25th christmas day i think Hello. it should happen i think it should happen anyways because we that that compete less with the nfl for viewers, right? We can get that early season games that only really diehard basketball fans even care about out of the way up until the Super Bowl. And then from the Super Bowl on, it's going to be, we've only got hockey to compete with. Thinking about having this, the finals in the summer. Yeah. Like, into the summer. I Does this then possibly lead to just a total shift on how the league is going to, or like the, when the league is played? I think it should. I mean, it's a conversation that's been batted around for a while. There's no better time to try it than right now because outside of of the NBA and Adam Silver's control, everything's going to have to move anyways. Like, if we're not going to finish till October, that's when when things started, right? So the whole thing, they're not going to scrap the 2020-21 season. It's going to have to be pushed out. So why not push it out to that time and that idea that people have been already talking about anyway? Yeah, that yeah, good point there. Um, uh, right, same thing uh, for you then with that. Um, what do you think uh, entails from everything? Do we continue with just starting at Christmas? You've been agreeing with that. So do you like that idea of just from here on out, start on Christmas and then end mid-July? To me, if you're trying to grow the brand, the NFL still has a stranglehold on like the social conscious of the sports world. And the NBA has constantly been bridging that gap. Uh, to be able to leap that gap and be in the same conversation as far as when you talk about the bottom line, the NBA would be wise, I think, to try and take the rest of the year over that the NFL doesn't already have this like stranglehold grip on that's going to be tough to compete with them. I mean, I know I watch a lot more basketball outside of football season than I do inside of football season. So if they skirted around that, it would just allow me 
to watch more games from teams that I don't necessarily get to watch all the time because I'm not going to be battling with my time with both those sports. I'm only going to have basketball. And then, of course, you have baseball, but baseball is such a long season. It's yeah. hard to stay right with it. I mean, basketball is long as it is. I think it'd be wise to kind of just move a tiny bit out of the the eclipse that the NFL puts on the sports world for a little while and let the NBA be the other side of that eclipse where they're dominating the rest of the year. And yeah, it makes fiscal sense at the very least. And for me, with my sports attention that I have, I would watch more basketball games if they move the schedule slightly to let them stagger more. And it's, I think also just for networks themselves, just like ESPN, in the summer, they just have baseball. Yes. Like, then they start having to grab an extra other thing. Oh, now we also have NBA going till July 17th. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, cool. That revenue wise i think that could help make up for a lot of the money i mean this is me not knowing a single thing about economics and me just kind of throwing stuff on the wall but i feel like this could be something that if they shift it can bring in more revenue just because say northern teams like up here dead winter for pretty much the entire season i would like to be able able to at least say some of the regular season would be going into the end of may I could still go out to a game when it's nice out, actually, which in Minnesota, I never get to experience. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm sure Jade could agree with could I could with definitely this too. agree with that. Like we You're are just having our first sure last year was great. We're just having our first week of really amazing weather at the last week of May where I live in southwestern Ontario. So yeah, definitely. Like it's a I've been to Raptors games at, in Toronto and it's it's a slog going out in the cold to to, mm-hmm. to go watch games. The one perk to the Target Center is everything in downtown Minneapolis is connected through skyways. So you can just park in any kind of parking ramp within like a six block radius of the Target Center. And you don't have to step outside if you don't want to. It might take you about 10 extra minutes, but you, they made sure there's going to be a way for people to still get there <laughs> without yeah. having to go outside. That is so crazy when me living in Texas, which basically has no public transportation whatsoever, <laughs> just to hear that you can do, like, you, you can basically stay indoors and get to the game sounds so strange because our winters aren't that bad. Oh. So we don't have the same kind of situations like that. Matter of fact, the summers are so hot, people don't want to go outside for that. So that it's, it's a strange, I mean, speaking only from somebody from Texas, the, the concept of public transport that is based around a stadium where people can regardless of weather get there just seems so foreign to me based on where I've been because man if I'm going to a Spurs game I'm going to be driving I'm getting there early I'm going to be uh, there is no public transportation if you want to go you're driving oh that's all and that's all Minneapolis is public transportation yeah Toronto's got huge public transportation too there's bikes and scooters to rent on the corners everywhere in minneapolis like you got it's it's no there's a way the public transportation is encouraged in minneapolis it's so (laughs) crazy um but so this is this is affecting the whole thing economically as we've just been slightly discussing trying to throw our own ideas with but it going say so it's going to be in disney that's where the magic kingdom do you think that's actually going to still add some extra money with it just because disney has its hand in it jade I mean, I think it probably will. If 
knowing that Disney is the size it is, and obviously there are smart people working for Disney, if they don't stream the games on Disney Plus, somebody dropped the ball. Oh, oh. Disney Plus isn't international yet, is it? Uh, I, I can get it here. Okay, I'll have to talk with my fiance then. She lives in Mexico right now. She'll see if she can get it. Because if, if it's international now, then, oh, that would be a brilliant idea with that. Well, I guess I'm sure maybe Disney Plus will have an ESPN Plus package since Disney owns ESPN. I would, I would think so. So it's then like, maybe. If they weren't already thinking about it before this, I would imagine they're rushing to get it done. Yeah, I'm sure we're July not the first. first. Yeah, I'm sure we're not the first ones to come up with that no. idea. But regardless, still, if for us, it was an OG idea. So yep. for us, we can at least say, yeah. You heard it here first. Exactly. I know. Exactly. Hashtag heard it here first. Exactly. I know that Disney was doing an ESPN Plus package with Disney Plus. It was like Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for like 13 bucks a month or something. Right. I don't know if that's still the case, but I know that they're tagging in ESPN Plus and Hulu along with their Disney Plus prescription to do a big package deal? Because I, I thought about it. Uh, it's a... Uh, There's commercials with it still. Oh, just a heads up. There's still I'm commercials okay with, with it. I'm okay with commercials for that much content for that amount of money. I, I Bring on the commercials, man. I got no time for commercials. <laughs> I, I need to be able to skip those. I am a busy man. I have a lot of things to do. Mediocrity, mediocre. What, gosh, I can't even talk. See, I'm, I'm, I'm mediocre at talking. Uh, but also, so there's going to be no fans too. I was thinking it's going to look like, possibly could look like just like a summer league, Jade. Do you think that's how it's going to kind of have a vibe? Or, or less. I don't know. There's, we, there's some different ideas being kicked around. First of all, I haven't seen LeBron say anything about this yet, Mr. I'm not playing if there's no fans. So I'm waiting for either that backpedal or that confirmation that he's not going to play. Um, I'm, really, I'm, really, I'm really interested to see how he reconciles what he said to they're not going to be fans because there's no way he's not playing. Like this might be one of the last years he has a chance to win a final. Exactly. Right? Like, like, you're really not going to play LeBron? Really? Really? This yeah, is right. um, not so the last dance. <laughs> um, but uh, apparently the NFL was kicking around an idea of doing, like, this thing where there are tablets in the stands and people are streaming, are watching through the tablets that are sitting. I don't know how practical that idea is. That sounds expensive. Um, yeah. And expensive. Yeah. But... Just like have a bunch of iPads in each seat. It's like a freaking Oprah episode. You get an iPad. You get an iPad to stream the game. <laughs> um, but in terms of what the NBA, what I expect to happen is that the NBA is going to take a page out of the Detroit Pistons playbook. Um, so when the Raptors visit Detroit, uh, Raptors fans take over the Little Caesars arena. Uh, like two thirds of all the fans there are from Canada, the Raptors fans. So what Detroit does is they've got really, really, really loud and obnoxious with their music to try and drown out uh, the Raptors fans. Uh, so basically, I think that's what the NBA is going to have to do. They're going to pipe in the sound so you still have the ambiance of there being fans there. They'll still do the music and all that kind of stuff. Um, wow. But I think that's really the only reasonable 
kind of solution. It's it's going to be weird. It it is. It's just going to be weird. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you think with being just like just a bunch of players playing back and forth, no fans with it? Well, I would consider myself somewhat of a basketball purist, so I think I would enjoy that. Uh, I think that the crowd affects the game, but I don't think as much it affects the viewing of the game from home. Also, I got to go back to that. Putting an iPad in a seat is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen. And somebody should be fired if somebody does that. Because why would you have a seat with an iPad in it when you can have professional cameramen that make tons of money giving you better views from the game? That is insane. <laughs> Nobody is paying any money for that. I Oh, God, I got a nosebleed ticket so I can watch this. I can squint at the game from my TV. That's insane to me. Somebody better be on it. Actually happens. <laughs> that would. Yeah, everyone bringing in their own bad with it. Oh my gosh! Just, I'm just thinking about just hearing squeaks of shoes. Like, there's not going to be hearing like any other kind of like crowd chatter of being like, LeBron, you suck. It's just going to be. <laughs> it's going to be really weird for the players. But the for sound me, of the ball and the rim and the yeah. backboard. To me, that feels like a high school basketball practice. It brings back nostalgia. I get the feeling that you get when you get on a basketball court where you're – I love the sound of the squeaky shoes and the, the ball bouncing. And I would love to be able to hear the players themselves. We don't have to try to lip read. We can hear – we should mic those dudes up. We, we, sure. we, don't, we don't have to do, like, players mic'd up anymore. You just hear yeah, them to begin Exactly. With. That sounds See, off the smack talk. Oh, my gosh. That presents a whole nother problem, though, because NBA is supposed to be family friendly. <laughs> the editor is going to have a hard time keeping that real. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You have to do a class, a sensitivity class about what I, you can do. Like, is it me or do you, do you think there might be more of an added intensity since it is just the players in a there? A different kind of intensity for sure. I think it probably depend, depends on what player you ask. Because, like, I'm going to go back to LeBron again. LeBron saying, I'm not playing without fans. That obviously is something. It, it, it must affect his game in some way that he would be willing to say, if there's no fans, I'm not playing, right? Because he knows that this is probably going to be one of his last chances at a ring, too. So for him to feel that adamantly about it, I feel like it means different things to different players and probably the size of said player's ego plays into that quite a bit that is yeah that is yeah that, i really want to hear what lebron says with this because he has there's a lot of different things that and since he controls the league with his in the palm of his hands like if he doesn't want to play like then what's if lebron doesn't play you guys riddle me this how does the league handle this jade how does the league handle it screw you they still say play on, deal with it, your big boy, your yeah, big the, baby. Yeah, the league, I mean, I know LeBron thinks he's all that in a bag of chips, but like basketball, teams, unless he's going to make up the revenue, he's not going to pause their resumption plans because LeBron James is not going to. Players can't have that kind of power. No. To be able to that's, dictate that is, the, it's gotten out of control if that's the case. Yeah. LeBron's crazy. You don't get to say when you don't play and when you do, not counting injuries or situations like that. You say, I'm not playing tonight because I don't think there's enough people in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, tell me we day. didn't sell out tonight? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. There's seven in so I'm not he, playing tonight. He's the talent, but he's still an employee. If you right. really want to simmer it down. 
right? He gets paid by someone else to do something else. He's not the guy in charge. He's got lots of power. He's got lots of pull, but he doesn't have the ultimate say. And I think he's about to learn that. <laughs> he's about really? to have a bit of an awakening that way. He's going to have an awakening 17 years into his career. <laughs> yeah. That's his wake up call. When you're about to retire, wake up, man. <laughs> not yours. <laughs> but so do either of you guys know why they chose Disney World exactly? I haven't seen the details. I just know there were talks with more than one option and Disney came out on top. Um, I imagine it has to do with a combination of having the facilities. So the ESPN Wide World Sports Center, um, having the accommodation on site where the players can stay within that bubble and whoever all the support staff don't have to leave Disney World. Um, they've already got the infrastructure in place for the media side of it. Like there's a lot of boxes that needed to be ticked with wherever it was going to end up and Disney World's already designed for it. I think you're right. I think the infrastructure has the most to do with it because it's like a compound. You could very easily regulate. I mean, people can't just wander onto Disney World. I think when you go down to the, the brass tacks of it, Disney World is taking a beating right now with everything that's going on and this is an easy way for them to re-up their revenue stream while they can't keep park the parks aren't even open they can't have people in yet well what are we doing with our we're paying taxes on the land everything we still paying the, but what are we going to do with all this space that can actually generate revenue for us well this is an easy answer plus you got the espn connection disney really probably didn't have real competition because who's really competing with them when they want, if they want this and it makes a lot of sense financially for them to want this, they're going to get it. Uh, and I, I think it does make sense. I'm not just saying that Disney bullied their way into this. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they might've a little bit, but yeah, it's they their argument is legitimate. Yeah, they exactly. have a whole compound ready to go. That was pre-made for this. Plus I just imagine like LeBron and running into Kyrie and getting on a, roller coaster together or something that would be really <laughs> fun to watch we could see that's the thing there's more money there to watch the guys at disney world basketball fans would crack up watching Kawhi like be a funny guy at a, a roller coaster ride it, i want to i want to see i want to see kyrie irving go into it's a small world after all yeah uh, it's a flat i want to see that all. flat earther <laughs> go into the epcot center yeah like yeah. hey Yes. Welcome to space. <laughs> Welcome to a globe. But oh, you missed Ryan's joke, Taylor. What? You missed Ryan's joke. It was a good one. <laughs> what, what, what was it? It's a flat world after all. Oh, damn. <laughs> See? It's a flat world for <laughs> I mean, when you lay out all that stuff, I Disney, you, you guys, it's complete. Magic Kingdom works best with it. Yeah. But, so, that's... I, I'm not going to complain with having it. I just thought it was funny of having something so extravagant already laid out, ready for the for NBA to be strutting in like we're about to ball. Just get ready for like the refs wearing Mickey Mouse ears and stuff because if that happens, you know Disney got exactly what they want. No, the refs are going to yell like Donald Duck. Just yeah, exactly. Just just scream. That's that's what. NBA players are going to sound like when they're screaming on the courts. It's just going to be a bunch of Donald Ducks sort of quacking away, getting real mad at Mickey. Exactly. But. Space Jam Part 2 is already happening right now. <laughs> That's Warner Brothers, though. Now you're just rubbing it in their face. Okay. Well, Let me call it Space Jamming. 
So it's there's no copyright infringement. Okay, so good thing I came up with a, a fourth fast break question, just because this was actually one of my first uh, fast break questions. But since you brought it up with Space Jam, um, is this Disney trying to pull off their own version of Space Jam? Actually, like Ryan, I don't know if you've heard my conspiracy that actually Space Jam was the reason why Jordan retired for the first place. Warner Brothers needed that entire storyline of Jordan going to baseball, doing his thing, and then they needed him to come. Bill Murray and Warner Brothers were controlling the NBA. So I'm curious, is this Disney's version of Space Jam? I just want to say I have a hard time believing BFM, Bill Murray, is responsible for any sort of evil. He just does good. He's like the No, no, no that's very true. That's very so, true. Bill so Murray. yeah, Larry Bird, I'm worried about him, man. But Bill Murray, nah, man, especially with those knees. Um, <laughs> honestly, I honestly think that, doesn't it make sense? This is Disney saying, watch this. We're just going to take this over. And maybe, I want to go even farther. Maybe LeBron is saying some stuff because maybe he knew Disney was happening. He's like, well, Warner's not going to like this. Like the Michael Jordan wearing the flag covering the- With the, with the, the oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, Jordan's like, I'm not playing in front of fans. They can't get everybody in Disney World. Now, maybe if we play at Warner Studios, we could pull this off. But not at Disney World. Okay, so it's time for the voice of reason to speak up. <laughs> I've been talking what the I'm, entire time, Jade. What I'm hearing is you saying that Disney either created or had foreknowledge of a global pandemic that resulted in the NBA finishing their 2019-20 season in Disney World so that they could say ha 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 to Warner Bros. That's I think we should investigate. Yeah. Does China own any shares in Disney? I'm really curious about the Chinese influence in Disney. Like, what are we doing here? You have to open your eye. Yeah, the truth is right there. It's right there on July 31st when the season starts. It'll be perfect. I really need to find our other woman for this show. So this is going to be my shout out right now, ladies. Yes. <laughs> so many guys guests on this show every week. I need my my other hardcore yes, honey part. tired of competing against hunks with brilliant ideas that <laughs> you just can't playing, handle the truth. Here's You're the thing. So fast and loose with the word brilliant there, Taylor. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's your prerogative. I'm curious about... Do I have to identify as a honey or a hunk yet? Because I think I like both sides. So I don't have any commitments yet. We have like, our first hunky. A hunky. Ooh. <laughs> uh, trademark that. Taco <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> hunky. Our first hunky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got my pointless ending question out of the way. So now we're going to end this with the usual fast break. I ask you guys three questions. You gave me the answer off the top of your head, and we'll just start going. So, Ryan, you are the hunky of the week. Okay, first question. If you were playing in this, would you rather be playing in the Magic Kingdom or Epcot Center? Epcot, the food is better. I've tried a lot of the, the, all the country's uh, dishes and stuff, and I'm really going for the food. That's why I'm there. That's fair. I yes. got that. Uh, Jade, Epcot or Magic Kingdom? I have no frame of reference for this question. So since I'm a foodie, I'm just going to go with Ryan. That's information I didn't know. That would definitely influence my decision. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Magic yeah. Kingdom is like Disney, and Epcot's like the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're going global. And, okay, next question. Jade, which Disney movie would you want shortened into a half-game show? Half-game performance. Oh. Do you want to see a shortened, like, Tarzan, just like, boop? I think it's going to have to be uh, The Jungle Book. A shortened version of The Jungle Book? Because Baloo, like, how do you go wrong with Baloo the Bear? That's, I was just, I was just thinking that, too. Yeah. Um, that's a, that was a good one there. Uh, Ryan, which Disney movie are you choosing? You choosing to be, Coco? To be a short, like, a halftime uh, thing? Is that yeah, what you're short, thinking? like, 15-minute halftime clip. Uh, I really think I'd like to see Inside Out, but the version of the NBA basketball players. Like, I want to see LeBron's emotion in his head, and I want to see Kawhi's singular emotion in his head argue with itself. I want to see Giannis. <laughs> oh, this to is a play right, right there. That's yeah. Disney's move right there. You just yeah. figured it out. Yep. That's a great idea. Yep. We, you we just figured out Disney's real move. problems tonight. This is crazy. We're solving <laughs> the real issues at Okay, last question of it all. Ryan, who's the bigger star, Mickey or LeBron? Wow. Um, <laughs> That's what happened in my brain, too. <laughs> uh, I think I just saw your, your brain short circuit for a second. <laughs> so I think there's two versions of Mickey that we have to really analyze here. There's the Mickey Mouse, the mouth himself, and the shows that come with it, which nobody really in today's day and age, there are no Mickey Mouse shows that people watch per se. But the brand of Mickey Mouse, which is essentially Disney, yeah, LeBron can't touch that. LeBron versus Mickey, LeBron. LeBron versus Mickey and Co., which is all of Disney, that's the biggest brand that there is in reality. I mean, they own ESPN. They own all of this stuff. So, yeah, I think LeBron, as a, if Mickey Mouse got a Twitter, LeBron would have more followers. But if LeBron's not getting more followers than Disney because, my God, if, if, any of the Frozen princesses got a Twitter, LeBron be in big trouble. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that would be like the Taylor Swifts, like the right, Swifties. Exactly, would be frozen, frozen if Twitter fans would be Frozen had a Twitter, LeBron would be following that. <laughs> and and you. Jade, going to you to end it off. Mickey yeah. or LeBron, bigger star. I'm also going with Disney because let's face it, one day down the road. There's going to be some other amazing player, and there's going to be the debate of is there a new greatest of all time? And the further into history we go, the the greatest of all time players fall off the radar. Bronze time is only a matter of time. Mickey Mouse and Disney, he's a drawing. He's immortal. He's never going away. Yeah. So you're going, okay. So I got to go, Mickey. We're going to go, we got everyone's going team Mickey with it. Take it, LeBron. You're second in charge. Yep. (laughs) Not the game either, buddy. For once. Okay, we got the fast break questions. We finally got to hear the new great stuff of possibility of having an NBA season. We got to the cold hard facts on what Disney's really doing behind it all. <laughs> Ryan, thanks so much for having for coming in and chatting with us this week. Absolutely, guys. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that it was great. Jay, do you have any other parting words before we sign off for the night? Yeah, just make sure to remember to check out Hardcore Honeys Presents hashtag MB Twitter live every Thursday at 7 p.m. We're going to run down the best tweets we could find for NBA Twitter and get Taylor's reactions. And uh, if you send us a tweet, you can add us, you can DM us, or you can use hashtag HCHBust. We might use your tweet live on our show. 
Yeah. It's always great when we do. <laughs> okay. Well, I got nothing else to say. Basketball is actually about to come back. Hopefully, it's going to be great. Let's go. You guys, you guys have a good time. Enjoy yourself.